Hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio, the podcast that features hundreds of success stories from students of the premier e-commerce training program in the world. I know I sound a little biased, but wow, I can't find any other podcasts out there that have hundreds of interviews with their successful students. That's what we have here. I'm talking about the proven Amazon course. Did you know that Amazon sales in the United States represent nearly half of all economic activity online every day? Did you know that we've only started to tap the tip of the iceberg of the growth that's anticipated in e-commerce and on Amazon? This is an explosive opportunity and we're creating success stories every day around here. Jump into our free Facebook group. There's a link at silentgym.com and jump in there. See for yourself. We've got about 1,900 success posts in that Facebook group. People jumping in saying, wow, this works. Look, here's my statistics. Here's what's happening. Now, you're building a real business. Building a real business means there's going to be risk, blood, sweat, tears, sacrifice, moments of confusion, moments of desperation even at times possibly. But the system we've built is a very slow and steady, low-risk, nice, predictable learning curve into e-commerce. And today is another great interview with another student who is using the skills he's learned from our course and community to build a beautiful business. As a matter of fact, recently, his full-time job, yes, he has a full-time job while he's doing all of this, cut way back on his pay and he needed the cash. Fortunately, he spent about the last year building a beautiful business that more than supplemented his income. And he's having tremendous success. The future looks very bright. And this very easily could become his full-time gig at the point where that becomes necessary. Uh, he's doing the replans system that you've heard us talk about so much around here. When many, many of our episodes feature success stories of people, I'd say the vast majority, if not nearly all of the success stories, people started with the replans model. Our guest today did that, scaled it up. He explains beautifully what that model is. And I love his explanation of that. You're going to enjoy that segment. Uh, he even sold a few books at the beginning of his journey, but we don't encourage that. We spent a little bit of time talking about his book selling adventure. Um, it's an interesting way, perhaps, to get into Amazon. You'll have a lot of people out there who are still encouraging people to get into book selling on Amazon. We don't encourage selling used books simply because the storage fees at Amazon are so high and it's so hard to find good inventory. It can be a bit of a waste of time to try to scale in that direction. But your first few items, if they happen to be books, no big deal. It's not a problem. Just don't go deep down that rabbit hole because it's so much work for so little return in comparison to the other models. But enjoy that part of our conversation for sure today. Uh, he talks about branded bundles that he started moving into. Matter of fact, a recent month, he said he had $4,700 worth of sales of his own branded bundles, which is simply a mix of common components that are easily sourced retail. Maybe it's a cake mix and a mixing bowl and a couple other items are easily sourced along with an item that you bring that's a little harder to source that adds value, tremendous value to the bundle. And then customers can buy that. But more importantly, you can have some good margins and other sellers can't hop on your listing on Amazon. So we spend some time talking about that concept. If you're interested in exploring that, by the way, provenbrandedbundles.com is one of the modules in our comprehensive collection of a library of training modules for Amazon sellers. If you want all those modules, you can go to provenamazoncourse.com. 
you can choose a monthly pay option or you can pay one time and you get all the benefits for life either way that you go. But all of the modules that we teach around here, if they're not in there yet, they will be soon. Everything you hear us talking about on this show, all the different strategies, they go into that course, all our different events, the the recordings of our of our live webinars each month, it's all in there. And we're constantly revamping and adding to and adding new strategies there. So that's provenamazoncourse.com. You can get all the details there. What else did we want to cover before we jump in? I think that's uh, about it. I mean, he has a lot of very positive things to say about the friendships that he's created in this group. The fact that he only started with $500, that's another significant point for sure. Didn't point that out yet. He didn't use any credit cards. He didn't get any loans. He just rolled his money over that he made. He started with $500, did everything for $500. For those of you who are maybe new and never heard us go through this before, what are these initial startup costs to do Amazon the way we teach it here? Well, you got to sign up for an Amazon seller account, one a pro account, costs about $39 a month. You're going to need a tool called Keepa, which we talk about in podcast episode 369 of this podcast. Scroll back and listen to it. It's a little older episode, but 100% relevant. Podcast 369 describes Keepa, why we love it, how we use it. That's going to cost you about 20 bucks a month or so. And then you need the proven Amazon course, which is about $39 a month for you. Or you can pay one time and get out of the monthly plan altogether. But you could do it a month at a time if you'd like, 39 bucks a month. That's it. A few dollars for inventory, you're off to the races. You're rolling your money over. Just, it's typical to see 30, 50, 80, 110%, 200% ROI on the items that you're rolling over, going back and buying the same items, selling them over and over again. Very minimal commitments initially to your inventory, meaning you're only selling two, three, four units at a time of any given ASIN, any given listing on Amazon. But if you roll your money over enough, it turns into a nice pile of investment funds that you can do some pretty cool stuff with fairly quickly. That's the strategy we teach here. It's called the replens model. Once you've done that, you can get into so many other crazy, cool, interesting, fun models. And our guest today, Jonathan, spends some time talking about that as well. So he started with just a few dollars. Now he's doing some cool stuff. And I think he's on a leadership journey personally, meaning I think we'll see him around as a content creator, maybe even a coach on our team at some point. And he will be with his family at the Proven Conference, Orlando, May of 2024, May 23rd through 25th is the exact dates. Get over to this this website. It's three words, The Proven Conference. Theprovenconference.com is the site. Tickets will be on sale pretty soon if they're not already as, as the time of this podcast popping out. You need to grab your VIP tickets very quickly if you want to come VIP because those will almost certainly sell out very, very quickly. The event itself could potentially sell out this year, although we typically try to get way more room than we think we're going to need just in case. But we're expecting 700 plus people this year. It's going to be big. We've got a lot of good stuff happening in this community. Over 40 breakout sessions talking about topics from everything from beginner to the most advanced Amazon sellers. We got people there who have their brand that started on Amazon in 35,000 retail stores. We got students at that level. I talked to one of them today. We also got students who started yesterday and they're clueless and they need some help. And they're just still trying to figure out if this is legitimate. Everything in between. It's a conference for anyone who wants to use the internet creatively to launch and grow the business of their dreams. All kinds of topics specializing in Amazon, of course, but all kinds of great topics on the floor. You want to be a part of this event. We will have a virtual live stream 
experience for you for a few dollars if you're interested in that as well. So look for those details on the website, but we really want you to be there in person. It's such a different experience. So like I said, Jonathan, our guest say Jonathan Barnheisel is his name. We spent some great time today and you're going to enjoy this conversation. Let us know what you think. One last little request. I haven't done this in a long time. Please jump onto iTunes and leave us a review if you enjoy this podcast. If this is speaking into your life, if this is beneficial to you, tell others about it. Send a few friends to silentgym.com. We do no paid marketing here. This is all word of mouth. 20 years, we've done all word of mouth. Success stories are our marketing, telling the stories of the students who are succeeding using the strategies we teach. That's our marketing plan. So you telling other people what this community means to you is a huge lift for us. Because again, we don't do paid marketing. We want to keep our prices as low as possible, serve as many people as possible. We believe in the word of mouth marketing methods. We may do some paid at some point. We may play with it soon. We've been saying that for years. We haven't yet. We rely on you. So please send friends to silentgym.com. Tell them about this podcast. Let them know how it's helped you. And send us a few good people from your circle of influence who could possibly use the internet creatively to add to their income and be surrounded by some really good people. Enjoy the conversation today. That's enough of an intro. Thanks for hanging out with us. You're going to enjoy this. Hey, Jonathan, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Good to see you, man. Hey, good to see you, Jim. Thank you, first of all, for having me on here. I'm like nervous, excited, a little emotional about it because when I first heard your podcast, I was like, man, I can't wait to be on that. So thank you. For <laughs> That's an honor, man. That's cool. I love to hear that. That's great. I, I love when listeners count this as a bit of a benchmark on their journey. And and I'll just affirm that because uh, part of being in business is you are on a leadership journey. And part of leadership is always getting your name out there, getting your face out there, talking about what it is you're doing, sharing openly. And that will lead to hopefully many opportunities for you as well as the, the people who hear your story today. So I'm excited to get into it, man. Well, the floor is yours. Let's uh, let's hear that story, buddy. Yeah. So I got into e-commerce exactly one year ago, more or less, about a year ago is when I got into it. I did the same thing a lot of people do, you know, scrolling Facebook. You start to see all these ads about, you know, get into Facebook FBA. Now's the time. And, and you know, I, I saw that people were doing it, didn't know where to go. So I just, you know, I went on YouTube and uh, I fell into uh, I fell into this Facebook page that promoted private label. And I thought that was like the key to get in. I was like, oh, okay, that sounds so easy. Just buy from here, sell for this much money. I'm already telling my wife how rich I'm going to be so quickly. And, uh, you know, paid for a course. I forgot the name of the course, but it was just like upsell after upsell after upsell. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And so I had originally backed off of it. I was turned off by, by that alone. And uh, at my current employer, there was a guy that used to work with me and he decided to just quit. And And before he left, I asked him what he was doing. He said, I'm going to go do my Amazon thing. And I was like, well, my Amazon thing. So I kind of rekindled that uh, original flame. I said, well, I know him and he's doing something with Amazon. So I started to kind of poke his brain. He's like, yeah, man, I do Amazon, FBA, slowly but surely got into um this, uh, I got into this, I forgot, it was called uh, FBA for Beginners. And uh, while I was in there, there was a lot of, there was a lot of negativity. So it kind of 
it, it took me back a little bit because the entire page was just people complaining about how it's saturated. So I was starting to back off again. And this angel came from nowhere. And I don't know if she's going to be cool with me saying her name, but her name is Michelle Christ. She happened to send me a Facebook message and uh, she said, hey, come check this out, which was my silent sales team. And uh, as soon as I got in there, I was like, man, this feels like home. And that's where I started. That's a great story. I love it. And, you know, just to fill in a a gap in case there's any new listeners around here who haven't heard me say this before, but if you get online and say, Hey, I want to build a business on Amazon, I've heard some good things. You know, maybe they've heard that half of all transactions every day on the internet are through Amazon.com in the United States. That's half of all the business almost online, one website. So there's a lot of ways to make money. You hear these stories of these people doing well. So you jump on YouTube, like, Yeah, I want to learn how to do this. About 90% of the content, however, is going to push you down the road that you just described, Jonathan, of, hey, let's launch your own product. Let's sell you an expensive course and then upsell you some expensive coaching and then upsell you some expensive products and then upsell you some expensive processes and software. And you look over your shoulder eight or nine months later, and this is this is literally an estimated 90 to 95% of everyone who goes down that road ends up with twenty dollars to $30,000 of expenses. A garage full of products they can't sell, an angry spouse because they can't get their car in the garage. Like a lot of people find themselves there. Uh, we're we're not loud about what we do around here. It's word of mouth only. We don't do any paid advertising or marketing. This is the podcast and word of mouth is it. So Michelle reached out to you and said, Hey, we do things differently over here. Come check it out. And right. that's how we end up with all of our success stories is people say, Well, okay, there's a different way, a lower risk way. And that's what you discovered, it sounds like. Even though I don't know your full story yet but it sounds like yeah. you discovered a slightly different approach. So excited that you found us and grateful that you did as well. Same here. So so the first transaction I made with Amazon was I got into selling books because I got, you know, through your page, through other YouTubers, uh, I, I just saw people started selling books. So I said, okay, well, that's very low cost. And let me learn a little bit about this. So I did a few weeks of buying books from local thrift stores, sending them into Amazon, not knowing what's going to happen. And I remember like a week and a half later or after, after, after it was checked in, I sold my first book. Forgot the name of the book. I got to go back and see the title, but that one sale of me selling some used book for 10 bucks was like the best sell. And that was the moment I was instantly hooked into, into Amazon. Cause I was like, okay, there's it's proven it's val- so, you, proof of concept validated right and exactly. just as a little warning we don't typically encourage new sellers to jump into books at least not deep because the long-term storage fees are ridiculous we used to do that it's been a few years now we're, we're more let's get you into replans and other models but just getting those first few sales of anything is so validating okay this works and uh, i'm glad that you had that moment Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to add on to the story. So this was like when I was barely coming into my side and sales, this was like literally right as I was transitioning. Cause when Michelle reached out to me, I still hadn't gone into the page too much. She had really pressed it like, no, this is really good. There's this many people, you know, this is really good. And I, and I was still didn't know which way to go. I didn't know her, you know, cause I've gotten a lot of messages where people, you know, say, do this, do that, but really they're trying to upsell me to something, you know? 
but I didn't get the vibe from her. So part of my story is uh, I I did the books. I I enjoyed it, but I wanted to transition out of it because I knew that it was a treasure hunt. Prior to transitioning, and I'll get into to how I really fully launched, you know, headfirst into into joining uh, my silent sales. I uh, went to every Goodwill, bought a bunch of books, sold some, and I started going to different, um, what's it called, uh, different platforms where they would give away free books or sell things. And long story short, when it comes to books, I saw this guy was selling 700 textbooks for about three to $5,000. And when I got there, I negotiated with the guy and I pretty much convinced them to sell it me the whole lot for about $200. And there's a lot of details behind that. Uh, and I won't go too far into it. But uh, the guy ended up selling me the entire lot for about $200 because they were paying $1,200 a month per storage, and they weren't turning over those books. So ah, okay, books, I couldn't sell this is one of my uh, this is one of my learning points. There's a lot of books that that I could not sell because publishers, you know, they restrict things. Amazon so, really restricts textbooks on on their yes. platform and it's hard to move them otherwise. Although I do have a tip on how to do that that we can hit before we get away from this segment, but keep going. Yeah, so I was able to sell a few of them and then realized like, man, I'm not going to be able to sell all these books. I'm restricted on pretty much the other half. So then I put out a Facebook, I mean, uh, yeah, a Facebook ad and I said, Hey, I have, you know, 600 or however many I had left about 2000 textbooks. I said, if you're an Amazon seller, don't reach out to me. But if you're an eBay seller, come on down. And I ended up selling that entire lot of books for about a thousand dollars. So I turned over, turned over a profit from buying the books at 200. And then I turned over a profit for selling them for a thousand. And you sold a few along the way too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And there were all the ones that I was able to sell. Okay. Once are you started, are you familiar with, I'm sorry, not to interrupt you, but I just want to make this is for you and for the listeners. Have you heard of our Safe Book Profits course? And I can tell you the basic premise, if not. No, I haven't. Safe Book Profits? Okay. So there are bulk book buyers out there mm-hmm. who will buy, you just send them, hey, here's the titles I've got, take a picture, general condition, and they'll give you an offer, a cash offer, mm-hmm. and just buy all of them from you. Wow. Textbooks, the ones that are hard to sell on Amazon, all of them. That's the way to do books. So that's, you know, yeah. had had we known each other at the point where you went and negotiated a tremendous deal, $200 for a whole bunch of books, I would have said, get all the titles onto a spreadsheet, send them to these guys. Yeah. They'll give you an offer and a nice offer in many cases. And they really know how to move books. The course is called Safe Book Profits. You can go to provenamazoncourse.com slash safe book profits. It's also one of the modules inside the Proven Amazon course. If it's not there now, it will be very soon, like within the next few weeks. And um, so, you know, that's the way to do books. Not sell them one at a time on Amazon, in my opinion. Definitely don't pay storage fees at Amazon. There's some money to be made. There, I mean, there's an angle on just about everything once you've been around a while. <laughs> so Yeah, and I never encourage it. So I have friends that want to start getting into Amazon. I never encourage that because I can tell you right now, I still have some old books and I want to cleanse <laughs> my inventory of, all books just because the storage fees i mean i yes. i'm starting to see yes how it how it, how it that would be smart to get rid of them move on and contact those bulk book buyers you'll love that course it's it's a pretty straightforward course it really is it's not a complex concept it's basically teaching you how to contact and negotiate these bulk book buyers and and uh yeah uh, the lady who put it together for us dahlia on our team her mom makes several hundred dollars a week 
just have some fun going around, getting up a bunch of books cheap, negotiating dirt low prices for bulk books. And you can even run ads and say, hey, I'll take your used books. Takes and say, I'll donate the ones that are in good shape to local good causes and such. And the rest, I'm going to, and people just give you books, just buy the truckloads, man, and just flip them out. So it's, you know, it's a nice, easy, you know, cash flowing, you know, zero cost inventory, low cost inventory model, but don't sell them one at a time on Amazon. That's not the way to go. It's, I, I don't recommend it. I, I feel like I got lucky with that, that whole scenario with the right. truck. You learned some good things. Yes. And I learned a lot. So I, I also wanted to learn the, just how Amazon works. I wanted to create, print a label, ship it. I wanted to learn the logistics. Yep. Once I, once I got into my silent sales, I started to hear the word replan over and over and over. And as simple as it sounds, I was, con- I was just confusing myself. And I, I reached out to you a ton. I reached out to everybody. What is replans? I watched modules. It still wasn't clicking. I saw people were posting these different things. And there was a couple of times, I think I, I reached out to a little bit of everybody and it just would not click. Or I would find a replan and it was like a penny profit, right? And it, it just didn't click. Once I, uh, you want me to backtrack, talk a little bit about replans for new listeners? Yeah. Oh, you know, that's, that's what I was tempted. You're kind of reading my mind now that you kind of know what it is. Oh, I love hearing how people describe what it is because it, it, it'll click for somebody. I could say it 30 different ways and they're like, that makes no sense. And then finally one new guy comes along and like, oh, well, what it really is? And you know, so what is replants? It's, it's literally everyday items that people buy, no matter, no matter their situation, they buy these same boring old, old items, whether it's snack foods or a serpentine belt for your car or, you know, those dryer sheets for the dryer, you know, it's just everyday products, but you're, you're looking for what we call underserved listings or what I've learned underserved listings. So the reason it took so long to click is because I was so used to scanning things all the time. Everyone talks before you, before I got into, into this group with you guys, I was doing the same thing, scanning, scanning, scanning. Not fun. I would find that same product on Amazon, see that it, it costs more. I'm sorry, it costs less on Amazon than it does to buy it here. So that doesn't make any sense. And then uh, when it finally clicked, I think it, I forgot which podcast it was, but it was one where you talked about uh, standing in the aisle of a grocery store, not looking at each individual item, but, but taking a few pictures. The moment I took a picture, and got home and started typing in what I'm looking at versus scanning what I'm looking at. That's when it all clicked because, right. like an, an example would be Kodiak pancakes. If you scan the back of that barcode, it's going to show you Kodiak pancakes on Amazon, one for one. You're not going to make money off of that. But if you type in Kodiak pancakes on Amazon. I learned my click was Amazon is a search engine. It'll fill in the gap. So if I type in Kodiak pancakes, they don't know which flavor I'm talking about. So they're going to show me a whole plethora of hundreds of listings. Hundreds. You see a two pack, you see your picture, you see it's 249. You see that the three pack is, you know, a three pack for 1952 or $25. Then you start doing the math quickly in your head like, wait, that only cost me six bucks. It sells for 25. 
there's some room to make profit there. Exactly. And so that kind of when it clicked. And then I just started to find them everywhere. Even if right. I'm not looking for them, I, I right. will see them. Right. They, they're literally jumping out at you everywhere once, once the light bulb comes on. And, yeah. and the, the way, one of my favorite ways to describe it, Jonathan, is you're not looking for winning products. Right. You're looking for test-worthy ASINs or test-worthy listings on Amazon. As soon as you can flip that switch, and the people that it's really hard for are typically the people who have scanned barcodes and spent time looking, treasure hunting for items of, to sell on eBay. Mm-hmm. Those people, for some reason, just can't turn off the part of their brain that think, I'm looking for a bargain. I'm looking for a bargain. I'm looking for a low price over here so I can sell it for a high price over there. That's not what you're doing. You're looking nope. for underserved listings mm-hmm. on Amazon. Because even if it comes up, I mean, and I've I've given 60 examples from my own Amazon account in the in our free Facebook group. There's a link at silentgym.com to our free Facebook group. Jump in there. You'll see okay. 60 examples where the buy box on Amazon, the typical result Amazon shows a shopper is say $20 for this item. It's selling for $20 at Walmart. It's selling for $20 on Amazon. I'm yeah. selling it several times a month for $30. How? I'm not the lowest price. I'm never winning the buy box. How? Podcast episode 554 explains how, followed by podcast episode 555 and then number 612. So that's just another strategy. Once you grasp the basics of replans, you're not even just looking for ones that have an obvious opportunity, you can look for ones that have a not so obvious opportunity and do really well. Because mm-hmm. uh, the premise there is just to help people start to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. You don't want to think of Amazon as a single warehouse where everybody in the United States goes and shops looking for the lowest possible price. If that's your perception of Amazon, you got it wrong. Because what mm-hmm. Amazon really is, is somewhere between 150 and 200 warehouses spread out all over the country with limited inventory in every single one of them and a whole bunch of rabid shoppers who want stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Two-hour delivery. Literally, wow. now. They don't care if they got to pay seven, 10, 15 more dollars to get it right now. And if your unit is sitting in a warehouse near somebody who wants it now, which is how millions of people shop, well, you're going to not have to worry about the buy box. Yep, if you're cooking that last-minute dinner, you need that turkey baster now. Exactly. They don't want to wait four days to get it from the East Coast if they live on the West Coast at a, and save $3. No. Yep. So you're not price-sensitive. You're not a price-sensitive seller. You really, and That's why I call it ignore the buy box, man. Stop putting so much weight on that buy box line on the, on the, the data chart for these Amazon products. It's a different buy box all over the country to begin with. Wow. And you can go well above buy box on millions of ASINs and still make consistent sales. We teach you how to do that. That's part of the training we do. But thank you for taking the time to explain the basics of replens. Obviously, wow. there's so much more that we could say and teach people, but just to hopefully start to open up some people's eyes. And, and I love hearing it in a new and different way. Each time I talk to uh, a student who's doing replens, it always comes out a little differently. And maybe that'll be the you know, the switch that flips for somebody and that aha moment for someone. I appreciate yeah, it. And it will come just uh, those of you who are starting, you know, it, that switch will come. It'll start to make sense. And if it helps you, I'm to the point where I choose, I'm kind of, I'm kind of picky with my replants. I mean, sometimes I'm like, eh, I don't want that one. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, profit, but uh, 
that's all right. I'll come back to it. Like it, it's, 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 uh, I kind of have a nice dialed in system. I'll put it on my Bolo list, be on the lookout list, you know, but it, they're so easy to find. It's, it's, it just has to click. It just has to click. Yeah. Yeah. It right. really is kind of a, a feast or famine thing. And until that switch flips, it just feels like there's nothing out there. And if you're scanning barcodes, yeah, I feel for you. <laughs> That's a tough way to find winners. You That's talked about exactly. typing in. You go home and you type in. You know, you, you, your example was Kodiak uh, pancakes. I think you said right. Uh, you know, yeah. I might even just type in Kodiak mix. Right? Yeah, you'd make it even more generic because they make all kind of different cupcake mixes and stuff. Right? I'm just guessing. I don't know the brand that well, but or just the word Kodiak. Okay, now you're going to get cameras and camera-related equipment. So you're going to get all kinds of stuff, right? But you can just start scrolling and looking and you kind of start to notice, okay, there's that looks like it's underserved, right? You investigate a little bit. Can I go buy that product somewhere? Where can I buy that product, right? But if you use the Amazon uh, shopping app on your smartphone, you're going to get different results than if you use a laptop. Yeah. And then you're going to get different results still if you're logged in as an Amazon seller in Seller Central and you type in, and search like you're going to add a product so you wow. get multiple different you talked about amazon being a search engine and giving you results you can get different versions of those results you can move from one zip code to another zip code and get different results yeah. and just so it's just endless off of just a couple little keywords mm-hmm. and then you start looking for these underserved asins instead of scanning barcodes and looking for winning products you flip that switch you start looking for underserved or test worthy listings yeah they're everywhere Literally yeah. millions is not an exaggeration, yeah. But it, but it requires that mindset shift that uh, some people struggle with. <laughs> yeah. So let's keep going on your story, man. Yeah. So, so I I did really well with replens, and I I started everything with five hundred dollars, no credit cards. I had no choice but to start with books, essentially, like for inventory. That's yeah. the only why I started. Once I once I started to make a little bit of profit from that, which again was that treasure hunt, and I started again to replens. Everyone kept saying things like "inch deep, mile wide," and even that I didn't understand what people meant by that. You know, I kind of learned the hard way early on. I kind of went a little bit too deep on some products. I did end up selling out and and made my money back. Didn't make a crazy profit, but I, I I learned something. So it wasn't a negative experience because that's how I personally learn. I'm I dive in, I make mistakes, I see why people say what they say, and I I correct it. So just kept going. I I went to every grocery store. I scanned products. I started to learn about um, different ways of sourcing. Getting into different tools like uh, tactical arbitrage. That's how I started, and um, I, I just kept going. I, I, g- I gave myself a goal every day. Okay, find try to find at least one or two replens every day, or if not every day, then maybe five, six a week. You know, put them on a list. Go back home, do some homework, study, and then I did a lot of test buying. Once I got past the mistake I made, I just kept buying small quantities, three, four units, and kept testing them. If they did well. Then I would punish them. I would do 10, 15 units more per month and then just kept kept it going. I stayed consistent doing about $5,000 gross. So I'm sorry, let me backtrack a little bit. My first month, I did 
$2,000 gross sales. And I was on top of the world. I was like, $2,000? Like, I had $500. I don't even have a credit card. Like, this is, that's when I was really hooked and decided to go in a little deeper. When would and, you say this was your first month of sales? He had $2,000. And this included books too, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, a little bit of books. Yeah. Uh, so, so I started in December, uh, January, February was still a little bit of books. There were still some there. Cause keep in mind, I sold out of more than half of the books I had to one seller that was an eBay seller. You know, I didn't, I didn't want somebody joining Amazon to run into the same problem as me. I just couldn't live with myself to just sell to another yeah. Amazon. That was good of you to do that too, by the way. I just could not do it. My friends praised me for it because I had a lot of people tell me that they didn't sell on Amazon. I'm like, dude, if you're lying to me, like I'm trying to help you so that you don't run into this. If you sell on Amazon, this is not good. If you do eBay, you know, this will, this will work for you. I'm sure. So, uh, yeah. So my first, my first solid month of replans, I would say it would be February. I did $2,000, give or take a few hundred dollars in, in, in sales just on replans. And I think I had about 14 replans or no, like right. 13, 14 to, to begin for that, for January to February and just kept scaling up from there, doing it, repeating that process. It became easy to find replenishable items. My problem was capital. I didn't have a crazy large capital to begin with. So I wasn't able to just, you know, go crazy, but I was jotting everything down. I knew once I got this payment, then I was going to test these units. Got this payment, I'm going to test these units. Oh, this one did pretty well. So I'm going to put this on my good pile, my really good pile. Does that make sense? Yep. And then I just kept repeating. That was just my method. Yeah. I, well, it, I would, it's a very prudent, uh, cautious, conservative method, but it it's highly advisable, even if people have a lot of funds at their disposal. Because- right. Quite often, people who have plenty of capital to put into this thing, they'll get too confident too fast. And yeah. like you said earlier, inch deep, mile wide, they throw that out the window. And what we mean by inch deep, mile wide is I would much rather see you have one, two, three units, a handful of units of multiple different types of products. So product A, I got three units. Product B, I have two units. Product C, I have five units, right? I'd much rather see that versus here's a product I found. It's great. I love it. I'm going to go buy 300 units and get a 15% discount because this is such a great product. That's what we see people get overconfident and do. And inevitably, it's a huge mistake because as soon as you get your hands on that product and you've paid in the invoice and it's shipping to you, someone bigger, badder with more funds, a faster mover than you, who's more well-connected, been in the industry longer, buys 50,000 units of that thing and throws it on Amazon for half of what you just paid per unit. As the sale price, like, oh no, what am I going to do now, right? That's what we say, diversify and wade in nice and slow. That's what the inch deep, mile wide means, as opposed to inch wide, mile deep, which is going super deep on just one product. Don't do that. So you almost have an advantage coming at it, giving yourself a limit. Some of our best success stories are people said, I'm not spending another penny above X price for everything. And until I have more money coming in, none of this is going on a credit card. That discipline you develop and stepping through your business that way, you know, and I'm, I'm talking a few thousand as a cap. You don't need tens of thousands here. 500 no. bucks, that's great. We've heard stories, people start with $200, never use a credit card, 
roll it over, roll it over, roll it over. Now they're paying off tens of thousands of dollars of student debt, building a real business. And a very relatively short period of time because the ROIs can be beautiful as you do this the right way. Well done. I just wanted to fill in some gaps. Uh, Thanks for your patience, Jonathan. I think the listeners, hopefully the new ones will appreciate that. Many people have heard me say these things many times, but the basics are important. The foundation of this thing is important. Okay, so you are uh, finding a handful of ASINs. We're about, what, nine, 10 months ago. You had your first $2,000 a month. What happened next? Uh, after that, I just I just kept repeating the process. And then I would set, I would set uh, benchmarks. Just keep doing the same thing. Go to different stores. Look at different methods of acquiring new ASINs. And then uh, during all of this, I started to dabble with, not necessarily dabble, but I, I just... I had a curious mind, you know, so I'm, I, I like the consistency of this, but I like to also learn. So I, I just remained the sponge, kept learning, kept diving into other things, which for the first six months, it was the same. I did the same thing every single time. So go find new ASINs, test buy, new ASINs, test buy. And I found some juicy ones that were very profitable and so I'd buy a little bit more. It was a snack food item, by the way had an expiration date, but a very long one. And I was just like, man, I'm the only FBA seller on this. Nobody else is touching this. And so I sent in five and they sold out the same day. I'm like, hmm. Or I'm sorry, like once they, once they received it. And so I would up it a little bit more, but I never went, I never went above 20, 30 for the month because I've always heard you say just, you know, inch deep, mile wide, I did. but I was tempted. So I see why people would want to do those things right of course that asin today is not doing so hot and there's a lot of sellers and they suppress the buy box people are just shooting that price way too high and you know i have a couple units in there i haven't dropped my price or anything but it just wasn't moving like like it was originally sure moving forward i started to hear people talk about bundling and even that i didn't know what it I didn't know what they meant, so I was intrigued, and I started to bundle. I would uh, my very first bundle, and I'm super, super nervous. By the way, I I don't I've never really been live like this, so forgive oh, me. No, you're doing a great job, man. It's it, you're telling a great story. You're being very helpful. So yes, yeah, it's, it's just two dudes hanging out, right? Other people yeah. will listen to it later, but just two guys hanging out, sharing your story. It's all good, man. You're doing great. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. So I got into bundling and how I got into bundling. And the reason I'm kind of stumbling is because in my mind, I'm trying to explain it to where I'm helping somebody else, but also trying not to just throw out terms that somebody might not know. That's what's kind of jamming me up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that's that's a uh, it's an acquired skill. It takes some time. I, yeah. I What I try to do when I'm explaining the processes and, and the business models that we have around here is I always kind of have one ear attuned to someone who's brand new. So when we use an acronym or a term phraseology, I, I try to briefly explain it, but there's always more to learn. So it would be impossible for us to, you know, completely tell somebody everything they need to know. That's that's an oversimplification that serves no one if we pretended we could tell everybody everything they need to know in a brief fashion. No. I mean, I've been doing this for 22 years, Jonathan. I learned new things. Some of the most basic lessons i should have learned years ago will come across my radar i'm like 
Mm-hmm. Why have I never known that? <laughs> it's, that's so obvious. I can put more money in the bank. I can improve my processes. I can go faster. I didn't even know that tool existed until just right. now. How's that possible? So it's it's a learning journey. So we don't we can't possibly accommodate everybody and teach them everything. But I do appreciate you staying sensitive to the new listeners who might be a little confused by some of the terminology. But that's more my job than yours. You just go ahead and tell your story. And if I hear something like I think that needs a little explanation, I'll I'll take care of that, buddy. Yeah. So, so some of the ASINs that I that I had that were doing really really well, I kind of paired that with this thing called bundling. I didn't know what it was. I reached out to a few people. I forgot his last name, but he, he, he'll know who I am. He might even chime in on this uh, in the comment section or so. But yeah, so some of my good A's since I started, let me backtrack a little. So I started to learn about bundling and how people would put a unique item with their branding on it and how they would have full control over the listing and they wouldn't have to worry about people you know, tanking the prices and things like that. So that really intrigued me. I said, well, this sells really, really well. If there's, you know, 44 drops on this ASIN, just hand over fist year after year, and this is the only one of uh, of its sort, I look down at Amazon and I see people also buy this with this. What if I just launched my first bundle? I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to do brand registry. I didn't know how to do any of that. So I just... Kept replenishing my my ASINs that were doing really well. I stopped sourcing so I can learn what bundling was. I learned about getting brand approval. I learned all of the basics. I don't want to say the boring stuff, but I'm saying the boring stuff because this isn't my creative moment. It's more of my learning and absorbing and trying to put pieces together. So I learned about uh, getting brand approval uh, on a product, uh, getting brand approval so that I can create my own listing. I learned how to trademark my brand. I learned how to acquire, how to acquire brand registry. And uh, once I kind of started to put those puzzle pieces together, I decided to launch my first bundle. I didn't do any research. I didn't know if it would do good. I didn't know, know anything about keywords. I didn't know anything. I just went with it. Like People are doing it. I'm just going to try to do it and let's see what happens. The moment I tried to create my first bundle, I was hit with an error code, 5665. And I'm like, gosh, what does that mean? Click on it. Oh, this is not approved. Or you have to send a picture with this affixed to the product. And I'm thinking, well, this is not my product. I'm bundling it. I'm the guy bundled. How, where do I put my affixed logo? So I started to research that and then figured out how to do it. And I put my branding on my packaging and threw in a few unique items and just Finally got past that that um, hurdle and successfully launched my first bundle, which is uh, it's an accessory. It's it's an accessory for cleaning your grill, like a griddle tops, stove top. And I just threw it out there, see what happens. And three weeks later, after it finally arrived to Amazon, I got my first sale, and I was like, no freaking way, no way. Babe, babe, check this out. I just sold this one. No one can jump on this listing. I'm brand approved and I was able to do this. And look at that's my logo on there. Like I was so excited, kind of like that, that my very first book. It just just rekindled it, but this time it was 10 times stronger. It became really addicting. No way. That bundle I still sell today. This that bundle I did it, what was it 
July. I launched it in July of this year. Right. It's still when it's one of my replans. Six my months month. later, still, still. Yep. Flying off the shelf for you. How's it doing? How's it performed for you? It's doing. It's doing really well. Uh, my let's just say my buy cost is uh, nineteen dollars, and my sale price is at. That's awesome, dude. It's big. Yeah, yeah. It, I love it. it. Really well. I just started dabbling more. I didn't really have, you know, any ideas. You can get stuck when it comes to bundling. Like, where do you get ideas from? I anyone who wants to learn, I I tell them learn replants first. Get your list of replants and just start being creative. What would go well? How could you solve somebody's problem? I look at uh, reviews of some of my ASINs, see what people are saying, what's bad, what's good, you know, and see if I can add something to enhance that that listing. And that's kind of what I lead with. Now, today I have seven bundles. And I, I, I don't want to miss this part of the story. I have seven bundles currently. Some are doing better than than others. One I just launched two weeks ago, and I I got into PPC a little bit, not knowing what to do. Just clicked a few buttons. I watched Jimmy Smith's podcast on on uh, PPC, and uh, I got my first sale today for that. Congratulations, my man! Hey, sorry for the interruption, but I've got to remind you that Sellerboard is the sponsor for today's episode, and they're doing such a tremendous job supporting this community and this podcast. So many happy users. Many of the leaders on our team use this tool. What does it do? Well, among many other great features, it helps you know which of your products are profitable. All those Amazon fees and expenses, you can finally know exactly how much money you're making on the different products that you're selling, which ones you should be paying more attention to, and which ones you should probably cut out. Don't use your intuition or instincts to make these decisions. Use a tool that tells you the numbers. Sellerboard is very easy to set up. It's very thorough, very detailed, has a great reputation among many, many, many sellers in our community. Hundreds of us are using it. So thank you for sponsoring this community Sellerboard. Jump over to silentgym.com slash numbers and check out the offer they have for this community. Just a few dollars gets you started. Let's get back to today's show. I got into PPC a little bit not knowing what to do, just clicked a few buttons. I watched Jimmy Smith's podcast on on uh, PPC, and uh, I got my first sale today for that. Congratulations, my man! Fresh, brand new one. And I had a feeling that that one was going to do really well. I have nothing but great. I haven't even. If I check my seller account, I'm very confident that I have a few more sales, but I'll save it for later. Yeah, that's tremendous. Yeah, so yeah, just a little a little bit of paid ad strategy. So you're you're getting into some of the uh, proven branded bundles, content, and concepts with your story, yeah. which is what we like to see people graduate from replans into that. And you did it relatively rapidly, and you're still doing both, which we love to see. You're bolting yes. down one concept. You're not abandoning it. You're continuing to scale and focus on the, it, its profitability and growth, but you're constantly in learning mode as well and yeah. adding on new streams of income. And and again, the beauty, like you already stated, of, of having your own branded bundle is no one else can sell on that listing unless it's items they could easily go get themselves. But even then, if it's under your brand and your brand registered, these are all things we cover in the the Proven Branded Bundles course, which is going to be added into the Proven Amazon course collection library. Probably will be by the time most people hear this. Early 2024, it's going to be added into the Proven Amazon course. Right now, it's a separate module. But just tremendous training from people who are doing it. What you described, we have sellers in our community doing hundreds of thousands of dollars a month 
in branded bundle sales at great margins. And it's on listings that no one else can hop on and compete with them. Yeah, it's a great business model. We're going to have some good people at our conference in May who are doing it at at scale in a big way with lots of good lessons to learn. So hopefully you'll be there. That's theprovenconference.com is the website. We'll stick a link in the show notes to our May 2024 Orlando event. You going to plan to come to that, Jonathan? I absolutely haven't gotten the tickets yet, but I 100% plan to come. It's about a 40-minute drive for me, so... Oh, excellent. You're right down that way. Well, yeah, that's a no-brainer, man. We're right across from SeaWorld and a great resort. Uh, yeah, love to have you guys come over, bring your family. You mentioned you got some kiddos. That's going to be great. I'm so excited to meet everybody. That's like, it's going to be amazing. I can already picture it. Everyone, I know Michelle went to the last one. She's 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 such a good person, by the way, Michelle, who got me you know, in, into this group. I'm so grateful to her, grateful to you guys, to everybody. It's just been nothing but positivity and you can't help but share that positivity. Even if you're having a bad day, if you just go into the, go into the Facebook page and you'll see everyone's got your back. It's so funny. I I like to look at other pages and I just see like the two different, two different animals. If you go to any other uh, FBA community, any Amazon community, everything is just so negative. Like, yeah. Doesn't it doesn't make any sense? I tried to do what Michelle did for me, go in there and rescue people as well. Come on this way. There's a people. Do you know what's at the heart of that? Do you have you've probably heard us mention it before, but do you happen to know off the top of your head what's at the heart of um, you know, it's not like we just push a button every day and say, Hey, everybody be positive. I pushed the positivity button. <laughs> it's like, how do you do how do you have an open community with people having conversations, constantly contributing to each other's conversations? And it, just so you know the number of posts that we delete or remove is like maybe one a day from some clown spammer or something. We, it's not like we just delete out the negative. Yeah, We don't do that. There's plenty of conversations where people are going through very real challenges and struggles. So it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to put on a, a happy face kind of scenarios because business is, is brutal at times. Right. But it still, it maintains that air of positivity. Do you know why that is? What's at the heart of that? Faith. Um, well, yeah, for me personally, absolutely it is. We have plenty of people with different worldviews, though, who enjoy and benefit and contribute to the the mindset there. So I would absolutely say without without having that biblical foundation, I wouldn't be able to to oversee a group like this. But I'll tell you this, it's the abundant versus scarcity mindset, right? Abundance versus scarcity. And you can really dial in. Uh, there's scarcity everywhere in our culture. Yeah, it's the it's the cake versus candlelight analogy. Have you heard that one yet? No, I haven't. Okay, well, since you haven't heard it, there's probably some listeners who have, but I'm going to share it again anyway because it's the most powerful visual that illustrates where, what's all this positivity coming from. So all of us are forced to choose, kind of like we're forced to choose. How did the universe begin? Was it an accident of chemicals floating around and explosions that happened and and nothing turned into something and it just happened? Or did God do it, right? Like we all have to kind of, there's no other really options out there, right? It's like, it's one of the two. It's the same thing with your worldview about success. You have to decide how you feel about success. Success is either the equivalent of a cake sitting in the middle of a large room with people lined up around the edges of the room, forks in hand. And when someone sounds a horn and everyone rushes for the cake. Some people get some, some people don't. And 
if you're one of the lucky fortunate ones who trips and steps on other people, you get some of the cake. If you're slow, no cake for you. A lot of people, I would argue at least half of most people of, of any given crowd would say they see success as that. You got to be lucky, fortunate, fast, know somebody, win life's lottery. That's the only way it ever happens for you. You know, and someone else gets bigger piece. That means a smaller piece for you. Right. A lot of people see success through that lens. We choose to see success through an abundance mindset, not a scarcity mindset. Abundance, meaning success is more like candlelight. Imagine that same room now, instead of us all having forks and a cake in the middle, we've all got candles. None of them are lit except for two or three. And if you want to make the room a little brighter, all you have to do is light someone else's candle. It doesn't take anything away from your candle to light another candle. Pretty soon, we're all just kind of lighting each other's candles. And we got Mm -hmm. a nice, brightly lit room that we can all enjoy. Success is more like that. It's not like the the brutal contest for the last piece of cake. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah, isn't that a cool analogy? Cake versus candlelight. You'll hear that all the time in our community. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a nice analogy for, hey, okay, you got to struggle right now. Let me help you figure that out. I, I'm going to learn something helping you figure it out. There's always a positive. Uh, opposition always leads to opportunity every single time. It's not like we're just choosing to be happy people. We know that the way the world works is where there's opposition, there's opportunity every single time without exception. That's an abundance mindset. Scarcity mindset would say, oh no, opposition, I'm going to look for some people to complain to so we can all feel sorry for ourselves because everything out there is terrible. It's a choice you make. You don't win. Yeah. You just don't win. Yeah. Nobody wins. In the scarcity mindset, everybody loses in the end. In the abundance mindset, everybody wins in the end. And it's a choice you have to make. And it's to the deep and unfortunately the default setting for the human brain is a scarcity mindset. Yeah. It takes a lot of work and it does have to trickle from the top down. But uh, that's one of the qualifications to be in leadership around here is an abundance mindset, meaning there's a lot of opportunity out there in the future that we have not even discovered yet versus, Oh, the game's about over guys. This is going to end badly very soon. (laughs) (laughs) That's just not how the world works. If you have the right mindset, there's always more opportunity out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's not, it, we're not making stuff up. Amazon's growing like crazy. The number of shoppers coming online. E-commerce mm-hmm. is only 15% of our economy right now. It's going to be 20, 25, 30, 35. Amazon's half that game. It's growing like crazy mm-hmm. opportunity everywhere, but it's still a choice you have to make. Even if I started again today, totally, I would totally take the journey all over again. And it's, I won't, to me, Amazon's not going anywhere, nowhere, anytime soon. It's, well, even if it does, the skill set you have now to seek yeah. out products and move them. In mm-hmm. the Hebrew tradition, there's only two ways to have a successful business. All businesses are based on one or two models. Hands or feet are the models. Hands, you build something, make something, create something, and bring it to the world. Feet, you take something from point A, a place of low perceived or actual value, and you move it to point B, a place of higher perceived or actual value. Yeah. And you provide value in transporting it, moving it, or you can create it. That's all the internet does is it makes it a lot easier for those of us who are creative and, and determined to move products from point A to point B, a place of low value to higher value, and get paid well to do it. Most yeah. businesses operate on that model. They're just moving stuff from, a, you know, the equivalent is moving an iceberg from the middle of the Atlantic, where it's useless, to the <laughs> middle of the Sahara Desert. A lot of work right. and energy involved. Right. But you've just provided a much needed resource to an area that'd probably be willing to pay because there's mm-hmm. desperation for that product there. Yeah. 
right? Amazon's created a, a platform for us to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. That's what we call it, mm-hmm. test-worthy ASINs, underserved ASINs. Go find an opportunity yeah. to serve an audience yeah. that's sitting at home saying, hey, I want this now. we got a party tonight. Mm-hmm. Two and hours from now, on my front porch. Amazon can't do that themselves. Yeah, that's true. And, and this platform also allows you to just be creative, think outside the box. That's right. uh, one, one thing I wanted to mention, not to go backwards, but uh, the last two and a half months, I... Uh, I had to heavily rely on Amazon to supplement my normal income because I still have a normal job. I work a ton, but my work, my normal job, my bread, my my bread and butter, it right. completely plummeted. I mean, I went, I <laughs> I lost about sixty percent of my income just at random. Just no one expected it. Nobody expected what what was going to happen next. There was no warning. I had to heavily lean on Amazon and heavily keep my faith in, in what I'm doing because uh, it was a struggle. I had, to, I, um, I had to start over again, m- mildly. I had to use a lot of my profit because how I was growing is I was just recycling all of my profit, happy to throw it back in the business. You know, I love to spend money on things to make that makes me money. I, that, that was just my pattern, right? Well, I had to take out a large chunk of uh, Amazon's pay and, and use it for, for normal bills, right? In that moment, I had to pause a lot of replants because now it's like, okay, I have to do this or I have to replenish this. Mm-hmm. I have to do this. This is priority in that moment. But my faith kept me creative. So in the time that I wasn't able to send replants, I, was, I had to pause for a little bit. It gave me an opportunity to go to the drawing board and start creating bundling ideas because I had already had uh, a, a few launched at that time. But uh, I just kept creative, kept getting creative, kept getting creative. I started to plan out the bundles I was going to launch in sequence. Okay, I'm going to do this one. Once I have the money, I'm going to do it this way. So what I started to do was I'd buy a UPC code, get that bundle ready. Get it on Amazon, listed FBM because I didn't have to wait for Amazon to uh, to receive, receive it order. and check it in and right. put it up for sale. Yeah, you I, can. It's up for sale right now, guys. Come and come and yep. buy it. <laughs> yep. right. I, I needed to just turn it over quickly. Yeah, and then uh, it, 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 I'm so grateful because it helped me supplement that income so that I can keep on doing it you know it's, it's not a great feeling i'm it's a grateful feeling not a great feeling you know because i just lost something here but this had my back i love and, you said your your faith kept you creative too just let me just riff on that for just a second because another thing about scarcity and abundance we talked about the two two mindsets when you're in a place of scarcity it destroys the creative part of your brain modern psychology would tell us this it, it, it's equivalent to being in a place of fear you're not going to create you're not going to write a great book when you're afraid right all you're thinking about is self-preservation in that moment. It takes an abundance mindset. It takes the faith of a better possible future that there's good things waiting for me out there on the other side of this to maintain creativity that's required to be a successful business leader. That's another benefit of the abundance mindset because abundance says no matter what things look like today, the possibility of potential of a better tomorrow and next month and next year is still out there. For me, for my kids, for the people I love, it's still out there. 
I just got to maintain my commitment to heading and looking in that direction yeah. versus you know the equivalent yeah. of curling up in a ball and complaining in one of these Facebook groups about how terrible the world is now exactly. and how much everybody owes me. hundred <laughs> percent. You know, just, you know, like they say, misery loves company. So I try to stay away from all that. I have three children that, that look up to me. They kind of keep me on my toes. They, my daughter, she's, she's my oldest, she's 10. And I don't know if she gets her creativity from myself or from mama, but she's a very creative girl and she, she'll keep me on my toes and just kind of, yeah. you know, like daddy, like, all right, what'd you do today for Amazon? All three of my kids are out there grinding, helping me packing boxes, everything. That's amazing. And I paid, I paid them in a, in a Robux, which is a currency yep. for the game. <laughs> my kids Robux. did that too. It's been around a while now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my twenty mid twenty something kids jump on Saturday nights and play that together still frequently. I think. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, they don't want normal payment; they just want that. And and I do the same for for them. You know, I like to see where their minds at. I mean, I could tell you till I'm blue in the face, like some creative things I've done in my past, my past. But that would be for another podcast. But uh, my daughter, she we kind of motivate each other. So my, my daughter started her YouTube channel about four months ago, and she just had this vision and went with it and started to draw different things and went from zero subscribers to about 600 subscribers. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is not only to you know give her a, a shout out for, for her channel and what she's doing, but more so to kind of share with you how we got to this next thing that I want to share with you, or next thing I want to show you. My daughter said, that she wanted to start selling her merchandise on YouTube um, to her her subscribers, and I said, Sophia, I said, you got to be, you got to have something. You can't. What are you going to sell them? You can't just come to me and say, I want to sell something. Like, what do you want to do? And she's like, Well, I don't know. And I said, Okay, draw something, draw something for me, and then I'll help you. So she drew. I don't know if you can see this. It's a little character. You see oh, that? Okay? That's great. Yeah. For uh, for those who are listening and can't see, it's just a great little figure. It looks like a girl with a star on her shirt. I can't tell what it says. It says uh, Sophie Anime. Okay. Sophie that's Anime. Her, oh, she's talented, movie. dude. That's really good. Yes. So once she did that, she said, Daddy, well, I want to sell my product. How do I do it? I said, Okay. Well, once you got the drawing, I'll hire an illustrator and I'll have them make a keychain, which is. This right here. And you've got it. Yeah. For yep. those who can't see. Very well done, man. Nice, colorful little keychain. I love yeah. it. <laughs> and I just recently purchased a UPC code and I'm going to create a listing on Amazon just for her since I'm brand registered, I'm brand approved. I have the tools and knowledge to get this out there. And all the sales she makes from, from her keychains, 100% of the proceeds go to, go to her to help That's her awesome, dude. keep growing. But she's so excited. She keeps me excited, you know. And yeah. I just, I just, I, lo- I love this because it's, it's, it's just, you can really go far with this. That's what I've learned. I mean, you can really, the sky's yeah, the limit. Continue to encourage those entrepreneurial instincts inside of your kids. And I, I have a, a theory. It's just a theory, but I'm getting more confident all the time that. You know, you'll hear some people say, well, not everybody's an entrepreneur. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. I'm pretty stinking sure they are. Mm -hmm. Because as a Christian, I read in the Bible that, you know, God is a creative God 
who serves loves. That's when we're made in his image. What is entrepreneurship? It's creatively serving other people from a place of love. It's taking risks. You know, it's it's saying I'm going to delay my own gratification to serve others well in the hopes that it comes back to me in a positive way that I can continue to do so later. We're all entrepreneurs. We're all designed to be entrepreneurs. So we say, well, no, no, I got a job. Well, okay, you've got one customer. Yeah. The person who writes your paycheck, right? Some of us choose to have multiple customers. We're all entrepreneurs. Yeah. We're all serving with excellence, making other people's lives better with the gifts and talents we have. Encourage that in your kids. It's one of the most valuable skill sets they can ever possibly have is that mindset of, I'm going to create something that the world will enjoy and appreciate. And they're going to pay me so I can continue to serve well many other people without needing donations to do the good service that I'm doing of making other people's lives better, right? That's the mindset we need to have. So to instill that in your your 10-year-old, that's going to pay huge dividends. She will blow you away in her 20s. I'll tell you that right now. My kids are, it's just amazing the creative solutions they come up with Mm -hmm. for challenges and the things they try. And my instincts i'm like ah, i'm not sure that's going to work but i'll let them make their own mistakes and then boom mm-hmm. it blows up into this i'm like what <laughs> they, that creative instinct i love it so uh yeah well done man that's great i love that we spent some time on that yeah i just i, I think my whole family we we naturally have a giving slash teacher's heart you know occasionally i'll get people who reach out to me even though I'm, I consider myself still really new at this. I'm still learning. I'm still grinding. I enjoy everything about this, from boxes to logos and in, investing and buying tools that just make me more efficient. I love all of it, but I really love when pe- when people reach out to me and ask me questions because uh, reach out to me with questions about little tiny things that I once had questions about. I'm so eager to help that person. I'm so eager to see them succeed. I love to see people win, you know? So the questions that I get from bundling to where did you get your trademark, all these different things, I'm, I'm an open book. So for anyone listening, if you have questions about anything we've talked about today, I'm an open book. I'm happy to share details and information about exactly. Well, it what it sounds doing. like you're on a coaching trajectory uh, to me because. <laughs> You know, one of the things that you'll you'll soon realize, especially now that you've kind of said this in front of a larger audience, is you know, what do you do when you wake up one day and you got 150 people in your inbox saying, "Hey, uh, I don't have any money, but will you coach me to success?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> the trick is you got to figure out which one of them are which one of them are serious, which one right. of them see the most value in what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. That's how our coaching program was born because I was in a very similar yeah. place 20 years ago. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. help anyone anytime with anything. Then I found myself spending three hours with people who were just picking my brain and kicking around about 50 other ideas they were considering. And I found myself thinking, man, I, I don't know who's taking me seriously. I don't know who really appreciates what it is I'm sharing. And there's one magic way. <laughs> there's one beautiful way to know who sees value in what you have to offer. That mm-hmm. is charge some money for it. You know, I'm not against helping friend out for free, giving a few tips. And that's what our free Facebook group is. I mean, right. it's the most success-filled, helpful, positive discussion forum, not only in all of Amazon, but of all of e-commerce. Yeah. And it's completely free. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to take up hours and hours of my time, I'm going to need to know that you're serious and that you see value in it. And it's going to head somewhere positive for both of us in the end. Because 
I need to, I, I'm like, you know, there's a, there's a limited resource I have. It's called time. And I got to make sure I'm using it wisely as a steward. And both, people, both parties win doing it both that way. Both parties win. When, when, when there's payment involved, both parties win every single yeah. time. If, if you're working yeah. with someone of competence, that's what our coaching program is born out of. Yeah. Right? But we'll help people for free with little tips and strategies all day. But I'm just saying, now that you've said that, Jonathan, in front of, you know, th- these, uh, it, not to, to make you nervous again, but our average episode get, will get viewed eventually about, you know, 30 to 50,000 times over the next few months. And uh, so you have plenty of people reaching out to you. <laughs> I would encourage you, send them back into the funnel that we've created that helps create success stories because you can get overwhelmed very quickly. And uh, yeah. One of the reasons I wrote a book was because I, I had just had a long line of people saying, hey, can I take you to lunch sometime and pick your brain? <laughs> only only so many free lunch brain picking sessions <laughs> can I do, guys, before right. I got to identify who's really serious mm-hmm. here. Who's going to take yeah. what I say and, and actually do something with it? And the one best way to know is people are willing to put a little money into the game. Then that'd be a lot. It has to be enough to where you know they're serious. Uh, yeah. That's, you know, that's another one of the business segments, segments that we run here. But, uh, yeah, great stuff, man. I love your teacher's heart, and I, you're definitely on a leadership trajectory. I can just tell you, you the, the the mindset, the uh, the abundance mindset, the the teacher's heart, the successful business been built. You know, those are our prerequisites for for leadership in this community. So I can I can see it happening, man, for sure. No, oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I'm just I, I'm just grateful to be a part of this at all. I mean, I I can't express how grateful i am for this group for the friends that i've made i've made some true great friends like i'm talking about i we just talk over zoom call i'm sorry over like facebook videos but i'm talking about like such close friends that if they were to come to my house and i meet them face to face for the first time like my house is your house like that close like lifelong friends i've learned a lot through all the courses from amazon 101 the OA replans. I mean, I've learned a ton and the modules are just, they're so well put together. Can, can I share one thing too? Absolutely. I yeah. Course, I, I love when people talk positively about the proven Amazon course, cause it really is <laughs> my life's work. <laughs> it's just, so one thing I judge something on, like if I start a course, right. And it's just one seven minute long video of just somebody talking and and, and that's it. I, I can't do that. Your course is all, it's all modules. So it kind of breaks everything down. It, it makes it feel like you're part of an actual course, like at a university. You just feel like, okay, this is what I'm learning, learning about. Okay, so this is step one. You go back, you pause it, try it out, go back to here. You can always go back and watch the clips, you know, and it, it's just so well put together. I applaud all of you guys, everyone who put in all the work for for all the modules i mean it's there's a lot i mean it doesn't matter which direction you want to go i always tell everyone to start with replants but it doesn't matter if you want to go private label if you want to go towards proven partnerships proven bundles i mean there's just a course for everybody everyone finds their own cup of tea my cup of tea is is bundling and replants like i i leverage replants to get more knowledge to see you know, status data, how well things do. And then it gives me creative ideas to do my bundling. Yep. This last month, just on my bundles alone, I did over four, over $4,700 in sales just on my own bundles. That's just my bundles. Yeah. And that's a big uh, benchmark for me. It's 
it's I, I can keep doing that. My brain is always working. I I owe it all to you guys. You know, I just I'm, I'm grateful for you and everybody. So thank you, Jim. Yeah. Well, you may have heard me say before, but one of the you know, one of the reasons I started this community at all, instead of just doing it myself, I started teaching. I think that that bubbles up out of an abundance mindset, right? Like if if you're in a room full of people who need their candles lit and you've got a lit candle, it takes a different kind of person than one I'll ever be to say, no, I'm not going to light your candle. Like, come on, dude, it doesn't cost you anything to light someone else's candle. (laughs) It's like a little bit of time, right? Spread it. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons I got into that was because I knew the benefit I had as a dad getting to come home from a corporate career that was sucking up a lot of my time and seeing my kids grow up and my wife was able to homeschool and we did these things as a family and we traveled and like, I want this for other families. I want other dads to feel what I'm feeling. I don't know what it feels like to be a mom who gets to be home. I don't, I I don't, I can't relate. I don't understand. That's a different role, but being a dad that gets to be home, I understand. I want that for as many dads as possible. The content and curriculum works for anyone. Obviously I have to say that every time because people like, Oh, what you don't think your stuff works for women? Like, no, (laughs) these are concepts. Anyone can pick them up and run with them. But I wanted to create that feeling that I had of achievement as a dad for as many dads as possible, that feeling of security, providing, protecting Mm -hmm. from a place of confidence. The internet offers that option, flexibility. It's a beautiful day outside. Let's go play for six hours instead of working today. I can work tonight. You know, it's Amazon. I can do it whenever. Take a couple days off, travel, do whatever, pick up the internet. It's in my pocket anytime I need it. Do a little bit of work, check in with the team. Mm -hmm. You can build that without taking any big risks. I want that for other people. So to see you doing what you're doing, that's the reason why I started doing what I'm doing 20 years ago is to have, you know, you know, my vision wasn't big enough. I was thinking, I want to impact a handful of guys. It's the team that God surrounded me with now. I mean, the ripple effects of what's been built here is it's well beyond anything I can take credit for. I'll tell you that, but it's significant and uh, it's, it's a blessing, man, just to do the best part of my job. I say it all the time, getting on the podcast with, with people like you, you know, some of the biggest heroes we have are single moms who are using this content to navigate life successfully and build a beautiful future for them and their children. Just to, so rewarding to spend oh, time with sure. people like that who, you know, mm-hmm. it, it goes from being monopoly money, almost pretend money that doesn't feel real to like, wait, right. we just paid the bills with that money. <laughs> like, yes. This is very real. That very yes, that transition you make of like, oh, this is play money. I'm turning twenty dollar bills into sixty dollar bills, and it's fun. Yeah, starts paying that suddenly. That's that's paying the bills. Like you know, that's a transition in your mind that uh, it's significant and it's very liberating. Right, Mm -hmm. opens up so many possibilities. Absolutely, and I've grown to this point personally, all working full time, giving three and. When I get home from my normal job, my time with the family is it's it's them first. You know, sometimes I get home at seven o'clock. So bedtime's eight o'clock. That hour is not Amazon. That hour mm-hmm. before bed is just them. We go outside, yeah. do something, play a board game, but it's hundred percent dedicated to them. Amazon mm-hmm. starts at ten o'clock at night. Wow. I had a lot of learning, business building. Very late nights, that's when I started and still had to be up at 6 a.m. And it's just, it becomes addicting. It doesn't feel like work. It just feels mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm building a, 
a business. I feel like a business building warrior. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Warriors do what it takes to get the job done. Keyword, do what it takes. Yep. I Uh, love it, man. Beautiful. You should do the math sometime just, you know, separately. We're not going to do it right now, but just, you know, what, what kind of results per hour are you producing for the time spent building your own business? And you'll see that number slowly climb. 20, 25 bucks an hour, 50, 100, 200, $300 an hour net profit in my pocket for every hour I'm working. And you want to maximize that. And you want to get to the point where like I did a podcast episode yesterday with someone who took two weeks, traveled with his family, checked in with his team. He's building a multiple seven figure business, doing the stuff we're talking about today. Nothing right. different between his business and, and yours besides the amount of time. He's about three years in yeah. focused warrior level effort. And yeah. he's got a team now that does all of it. So what's his hourly rate? What's he do? Count the time he spends swiping and reset, you know, refreshing his stats. It's like, he's built a business, man. He's built something someone else could step in and take over. He's built Mm -hmm. an asset. He's built an income producing asset. He's no longer exchanging time for money. So you you go from a few dollars an hour, 20, 25, 50. If you keep scaling, keep going. New streams of income come Mm -hmm. into play as possibilities. You built an asset. The partnerships, you talked about some of these friendships with the quality people you've met in this community. Every one of them represents multiple partnership endeavors that you could like, hey, let's tackle this together, man. Let's figure this out. Mm -hmm. Let's create a slightly new way to do this thing and let's bring it to the community. You get paid well to do that around here, right? Because our our community has learned, hey, if they're promoting something, it's worth paying attention to. Right. You know, they're willing to pay people to see value in it. So yeah, plenty of opportunities there, man, for the future growth. Hey, this has been a great episode, but I do need to start wrapping it up, uh, actually. Uh, but I do want to give you an opportunity. Is there anything on your list, something you wanted to ask me, any other final points you didn't get a chance to make? I'd love to hear any details along those lines that um, you have. don't want to cut you off. No. Well, if anything, I, I wanted to ask, and I don't know if this is a silly question or not, but my one it. question, <laughs> one question I had was regarding PPC and if you should do PPC on both FBA listings and FBM, like if it's the same listing and you have it listed as FBA and FBM, should you, hmm. should you do two different campaign campaigns or, or should it just be one campaign for either? You know, oh. I never really understood what drove the traffic. Yeah. You know, I just started doing it. So yeah. Understood. Well, uh, since you brought up the topic of PPC, which is pay-per-click advertising, I will tell you this. The vast majority of people who get into it end up losing way more money than they'll ever make in returns. The vast majority. So Mm -hmm. proceed with caution. And as replens sellers, I'm not educating you so much right now, Jonathan, as I am the listeners, replens sellers specifically, you don't need pay-per-click. You may set up a two or $3 a day budget or you know, that's a, that's probably the most you'll ever spend, no matter how big your catalog is, on these little, right. you know, two, three, five cent ads kind of thing, just to try to drive a little more attention to the listings that you have on Amazon's catalog. And some people report, and our account included, it's a nice return on investment to spend a few bucks a day and drive some extra traffic to your replin listings. But when you start talking about launching your own listings. Uh, and by the way, one of the things I do want to say about pay-per-click is unless you have the buy box, your ad does not show. It's only the ASIN that has, excuse me, it's only the seller that has the buy box whose ad is exposed at any given time. When your product right. moves out of the buy box, let's say there's 50 sellers, 
and you're not in the buy box very often. When mm-hmm. you are, your ad will show. When you're not, your ad doesn't show. So it's regionally sensitive as well across no, the country. But that's good. FBA, FBA versus FBM is should I be running two different campaigns? I'm guessing here because I haven't actually ran into that. We're not doing a whole lot of this on products that we FBA and FBM. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure though that you can cover both with the same ad. But that is a great topic to get into our free Facebook group and post. And I'm sure you'll get some incredible, insightful comments. It's actually way right. better for me to refer people into a group of thousands of really smart people than to guess myself <laughs> at the <laughs> details on that. Right. So that's a great example of a question. And I'm glad you brought it up because it, it allows me a chance to promote our free Facebook group, silentgym.com. Thousands of successful sellers in there encouraging new sellers. And we'll dive deep on a tech issue like that. Absolutely. I, I would say, it would surprise me if you don't have five or six really good answers within a few hours. Just get in there and say, hey, yeah. I've got, got a product. I'm selling it both Merchant Fulfill and FBA. Yeah. Let's pay-per-click work on that. What strategy should I be looking at? You'll get some good answers there. Oh, for sure. I feel, I feel like uh, everybody in the entire group, everyone's on a race to be the first one to answer. Like, oh, I'm going to, I want to be the first comment. It, it's, it's a, that, everyone's trying to hurry up and light everyone's candle. It's indicative candle. of the abundance mindset. Again, yeah, I can't okay. wait to light someone else's candle. I just had six people run up to me to light mine. Yeah, and that's amazing. I hear people all the time say, I feel like it's, I, I need to give back somehow. I've had so many people pour into me. I feel this need, this urge right. to just pour into others, mm-hmm. which is why newbies are made. You know, Some of my favorite posts in the Facebook group are when a new seller says, okay, I've been struggling for six weeks, guys. Just made my first sale. And I don't even know if I made a profit or not, but I'm excited. And you'll get um, 250 people jumping in, commenting, clicking like and love and encouraging them. It's like, who has time to do that? It's a special yeah. group, it really is. 100%. I've learned so much. I, I have that uh, abundance mindset and um, I gained it just from the group alone. I mean, I've, I've had it for the most part, but I gained more from this group. I feel like I want to be... I want to light people's candles. I'm, I, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. When I see those posts, I'm so excited. I'm gen, it's not. I'm not just writing. I'm excited for them. I'm not congrat. I genuinely feel yeah. excited for them. I'm. I, it's, it's just an amazing thing. This group is. Mm-hmm. This is the group that you want to be in for sure. Oh yeah, thanks for that. And, and it's not. I don't ever want it to be considered my group. I'm a part of this group. It's more of a. It's a. Uh, it's a culture that is in alignment with how I think. And that's yeah. an abundance. And it, the only way to get into an abundance mindset is to have a heart of gratitude. So without even knowing much about you, besides the conversation we've had today, mm-hmm. you're the kind of guy who, if you were challenged and someone slid you a piece, piece of paper and said, write down a hundred things you're grateful for, you could do it. There's yeah. a lot of people out there that would struggle to put together five or 10. Mm-hmm. That means you've been stuck in scarcity too long. Yeah. But I, I don't know that much about you, but I know if I slid you that piece of paper, you'd be like, hey, I need a I need a second and third sheet right now. And I'm not even done talking about my kids yet. Right. Yeah. Like it's it, it, you come from a place of gratitude that it that is you have an abundance mindset as a result. And I know for me it, it a lot of it flows from my from my faith, you know, my walk with the Lord. And I've got so many things to be grateful for at any given time. It's it's one of the little self-checks that I encourage people to do throughout the day, especially if you find yourself slipping into a bad attitude. Is just say, okay, I'm going to spend some time, write down 10, 15, 30 mm-hmm. things I'm grateful for. Yeah. Instantly destroys that scarcity mind. You can't be in a scarcity mindset and grateful at the same time. 
it's impossible. Yeah. It's kind of like fear. You know, you can't be mm-hmm. in a place of gratitude and fear at the same time. It, it destroys awesome. all these negative emotions. Gratitude's mm-hmm. powerful, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that so to be in a, a community of people who have that in abundance, yeah, powerful stuff. Well, what, any other questions before we wrap up, Jonathan? It's been it's been great getting to know you, man. Well, I actually, yes. The oh, I guess I don't need a hotel. I was going to ask. <laughs> I was thinking about getting a hotel out there, but it's a forty minute drive. We don't need a hotel for the for the conference. So definitely, definitely going to be there. Well, I would encourage uh, you. Actually, that's actually a really good question. Should you stay on yeah. site? Because I'll tell you this. To people who don't regret it, typically, unless you're staying at like a nearby Airbnb with like 25 other people and you rented a big place, some people have fun doing that, right? But I would strongly encourage if you're coming to the Proven Conference, that's our May 2024 event in Orlando, theprovenconference.com. If you plan on coming, stay on the resort. One, we got a beautiful room rate. It's ridiculously discounted room rate. And the next is just the walking around late at night. You know, you can sit outside till 11 o'clock or midnight or two in the morning and you're around other people who are with the event. You don't have to worry about getting home. The kids are already asleep, right? They're there with you as a family, especially. You want to stay at the resort if at all possible. You'll be so glad you did versus having to get in your car and leave at eight because the kids are getting tired or whatever, right? Right, right. The the resort has multiple things for them to do. It's a nice, safe, big courtyard in the middle of the the buildings um, with all kinds of outdoor stuff till all yeah. hours. Just, yeah. That's a good you point. You want to be at the resort for sure. Yeah. And then I think, I think my decision is made. I'll definitely stay on the resort because I can imagine just having a great conversation, just a good dialogue. And then, oh man, it's 12 o'clock. I got to start driving 40 minutes back home. Who wants no. to do that? You don't want to do that, dude. Trust no. me, you do not. It'll be worth every penny to get those rooms and have a good time, make some good family memories, yep. head over to SeaWorld, maybe one of the evenings with some other families. Yeah, it's, you want to be there. Yeah. All right, man. Definitely. Well, I, I've got to wrap this one up, Jonathan. I'm out of time, buddy. But uh, I right. could just sit here and chat with you for hours. I, this Again, this is a favorite part of my job, but you've been a great guest. I loved getting to know you, you, man. Yeah, likewise. All, All right. right. Good. All right. Well, God bless you, man. Well, let me talk to the listeners for just a second. If this was one of the first episodes you've ever heard of our show, let me do you a favor. I encourage you. Go listen to 10, 15, 20 episodes. This was not an unusual thing that we just did here. The encouragement, the camaraderie, the success. We've got hundreds of episodes like this. So we'd love for you to go check out a handful of them and see this is real. We love e-commerce, not because we're geeks who love technology. We love e-commerce because it can be the ticket to the freedom, financial security, the future of your dreams. And we've seen it happening for so many people. We want you to be a part of that as well. Around here, we use the internet creatively to launch and grow the income streams and businesses of our dreams. That's what we do. Love to have you be part of it. So, hey, Jonathan, one last time, man. Great work. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Talk to you soon. See you in Orlando in May, if not before then. And for all the business building warriors out there who joined us today, God bless you as well. We will have another great episode for you very soon. Talk to you then. Hey, thanks for listening today. One last shout out to today's incredible sponsor, Seller Board. You can go check them out at silentgym.com slash numbers. And if you don't know what they do, here's a quick reminder. They help you know which of your listings on Amazon are profitable. Which products should you cut out of your inventory? Which one should you maybe go a little deeper? It's not an instinct-based decision when you're thinking about your inventory. Use a tool that can help you make really good decisions. They have a whole bunch of other cool features as well. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers and find out more. Thank you, Sellerboard. I'll have another great episode for you very soon. 
Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.